Hey, it is that time. Another edition of Unlocked with Fox's Rock. You are number one step for the next round. It is on Disrupt Media. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. It is always brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Put in that promo code Unlocked, and you're going to save at checkout right here. I've got the handyman. Mm. Uh, you got your package recently, oh, right? I got that handyman. Came in clutch, Lance. It's clutch. <laughs> My 13-year-old, almost 14, has got some peach fuzz that I was tired of looking at. I'm like, uh, I don't want him to start shaving. And that thing was a home run. I took care of it all, and then I went to his ears, you know, took care of all the peach fuzz. So, big-time winner. This is going to date us, because I don't know if they still do this. You remember the guys that would leave early for DECA, and they'd go to work at, like, noon? And it was the guys that were really good at shop class, and they, they would peel out of high school, like, when they were 16 or 17, and they always had that really thick mustache. And I didn't know if they'd been held back right three or four years but those dudes had a thick peach fuzz mustache and like you're talking about chris marivel oh how could i ever forget chris marivel in seventh grade yeah he had that full stash who who was it who was give me a name oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. for sure for sure uh yeah that was that was one of them but yeah we we always had that guy and uh they were really good at shop oh yeah i was never good at shop i don't know if you could like put together one of those co2 cars um, we did that too yeah, yeah. and we I, raced him yeah he tried to make that sucker aerodynamic yeah we yeah. did it. hey by the way big one for montana tonight i don't know if it's uh, where it's at on the line i don't know if their game's an exhibition for the girls let's go first, grizz yeah first one out go grizz tonight so we'll see what happens so you're in montana right now no 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 nope in the rocky mountains i'm not coming no we'll we'll okay. go up to a bunch of the different games but football season's just crazy right now well so. let me add with the access of all of this television you know where i mean when you were playing you still only got like a handful of games a weekend mm-hmm. and now basically you can get anything and, and it's not just you know football it's all these other sports so are you able to ever watch them on a regional network all of them all of them it's it, the big sky was brilliant with esp and three so we get to watch them. Grandparents get to watch them. Family gets to watch them. Every game is on television. Um, I, I don't think tonight is because, again, it's an exhibition against uh, NAI school or what have you. But they start next Monday versus Gonzaga, and then they play Wazoo, and then they come right out the gate with a couple tournament teams and all of it. Big Sky, kudos to them. Football, basketball, their sports are all on ESPN3. So you just, yeah, you get to that and with your ESPN Plus, and you're watching it like you're watching ESPN or ESPN2 or Fox or any of them. So, yeah, been huge a huge deal for our family and all of our friends and everybody to watch the girls for sure. See, that's pretty incredible. And you and I've talked about this and look, and you've covered it for years with the big, uh, you know, the PAC 12 network and how bad the decisions oh. were by that oh. network. But I'll give you another example. I was in Nashville this past weekend, ended up in Murfreesboro because this one specific bar was a standalone bar. It wasn't a franchise because I know most of the franchises are on direct TV. Right. Well, this standalone bar tells me we've got PAC 12 network. So I was going to watch Cal and USC. So I show up and of course they don't have it. So I've got to do my one week membership again on Fubo, which I got burnt back in September doing it because if you don't cancel within 24 hours, they charge you the full amount. So I had to do that. But not only did I have to do that once I left at halftime to go to girlfriend's house and then put it on mirror it on her screen. There was such a series of different things you had to go through. Just chaos, man. It was you, like you, you're answering a riddle. You're going through like battle codes to watch one football game on the Pac-12 network. What do the best businesses always do? It doesn't matter if it's Manscaped. It doesn't matter if it's a network. What do they always do? They make it as easy on the customer as they possibly can. Let's not give roadblocks. Let's make the, the access, the distribution, the exposure as easy, as seamless as possible. So as I said, to have... For my grandparents or for my parents, you know, the girl's grandparents to be able and sometimes it's a big stress, you know, for grandma to figure out, you know, and I'm like, just go to your TV, your smart TV, just go to ESPN. You know, you got your ESPN plus it's 
all there, every one of the games. And my nephew, Sam, at Cal Poly, same deal. So, yeah, the wisdom of these commissioners to make sure they partner with the right people, the right distribution, make it as easy, easy as possible on the customer, the fans. Pac-12 Network never got it. Never, yeah, you never, know, ever got it. And it was significant this weekend. I was like, I've got to do this because I think this will be the last USC game ever on the Pac-12 Network because – They've got Washington this week, they've yep. got Oregon, and they've got UCLA. So those games, yep. no chance. And then yep. obviously next year when they roll into a real conference, and I hate to say that because I'm like you, I love the Pac-12 conference. Yep. But the destruction over the last couple of years, and especially the television contract, really frustrating. We'll start with that, though. Yeah. USC lucky to survive. Jeez. Fernando Mendoza. I had never heard of the kid. He's actually a pretty good quarterback out of Miami. He's their third-string guy. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that I think people, based on just raw talent, will take a look at in the portal. I know Justin Wilcox is going to have a hard time hanging on any good players he's got. Yeah, uh, They were lucky to survive there. They were. I, I love Wilcox going for two. I thought it was the right move in that situation yep. when you're going against Caleb Williams. But this USC team now takes on a Washington team that, you know, three weeks ago we were like, okay, Oregon made some questionable decisions, but this yep. looks like the best team of the Pac-12. Yep. They could represent. They could go to a college football playoff, and they've really struggled against – bad teams in Arizona State and Stanford. Now they go to the Coliseum. They're only three-and-a-half-point favorites. This, I mean, based on where they are right now, it, it's obviously a must-win for Washington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, USC really spirals if they lose this game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, SC, I mean, it started, and we talked about this, I think, in our very first session, was off of the San Jose State game. And that little QB for San Jose State was just running around and making plays, and the score was a lot larger. It was not tight like this one. But it really doesn't matter who has played quarterback. Chad Lance. Cordera. Yeah, Chad Cordera. There you go. But every QB that, that SC has faced this year, Bryson Barnes, the game that we did, right? Just about every QB has a career day uh, because just defensively they do so much. They have limited people in certain positions, especially up front, size and strength-wise. Um, I think Alex Grinch is trying to find any solution schematically. I think at times you're over-trying. Um, instead of just, you know, simplifying and just get lined up, cleats in the ground, face mask forward and, and go play ball. And he's trying to scheme against some of his some of the areas that he doesn't have strength, scheme against some of his weaknesses. And it's just, yeah, it has been uh, it has been a tough, tough watch, tough watch defensively for them. And then, Caleb, it's like, man, if you don't score in every possession, right, you're feeling the weight of the world. You're feeling all of that expectation and you can't play the position that way, no matter how talented you are. If you feel like every time I got to hit a home run, what happens? You're going to start striking out. You're going to start pressing. You're going to start pushing the buttons that, that aren't healthy to do. So yeah, that, that feels about right. I would probably favor the Huskies by three as well. I think if you took in Lance, I don't know if you ever do this. I was just doing this before our Kansas game and Oklahoma game. And I said, you know what? This is the first time maybe in forever, 22 starters. Okay, just 22 starters, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. And we go back down to the playground in Alabama where Lance grew up, and we pick the 22 starters. How many of them are Kansas Jayhawks? How many of them are Sooners? And you know what it was? 14 to 8, Oklahoma. Wow. 14 to 8. And in the 18 previous iterations where Oklahoma won every, every one of those games, largely not close, I bet it was at least 20 to 2. Maybe 19 to three, but and never 14 to eight. Boy, and I bet it was 13 to nine if Jalen, if uh, Jalen Daniels gets the start over yeah. Dylan Gabriel. And then if you throw in head coaches, I think Leopold, oh. I think nine out of 10 people would take him over Brent Venables. Yeah, his staff. Yeah, Lance does such an amazing job down there. There's just no debate about it. So go to USC and Washington. 
If you were to do that on the playground, USC and Washington, how many of the 11 are you taking from Washington? How many from USC? You're, you know, I'm taking the, I'm taking the entire offensive line from Washington, I think. Yeah, probably four, three or four for sure. You're going to probably take two of the three receivers from Washington. If Jalen, yep. you know, it's crazy to say because USC coming in this year thought they had the deepest, best recruit or receiver group that Lincoln had ever, ever had. Um, you're taking the tight end of Washington. You're probably taking the SC back, even though he's got some fumbling issues. So, yeah, you're probably seven to four. Sorry, uh, uh, seven to four offensively. We are and, taking Caleb Williams here, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think you still take Caleb, but you're seven to four. And then defensively, you're taking the two ends from UW. You're taking one D tackle from UW, maybe one on the front. You're taking probably both linebackers from UW. You're taking probably two. I mean, so yeah, you're probably 14-8 UW, which, you know, just from a pure talent standpoint is a head scratcher. <laughs> yeah, fathom, it, even with it, the portal and the money and the resources and then the recruiting and everything that SC has, but that's just a picture, a snapshot of where their talent really is right now. And you could make the point right now, the most important win thus far was Washington over Oregon just three weeks ago. But since that point, I think if you polled nine people or ten people that really watch college football, I think nine yeah. would say Oregon are a better team right now. Yes. Would you agree that Oregon is the better team right now? Oregon's a deeper team. Yeah, and I, I think if you did that same exercise with Oregon and Washington, it'd probably be 11-11, maybe 12-10 Oregon. But then you stretch it to the next 20 guys, and it's very much Oregon. I mean, from a depth standpoint, that's what most would say. I saw my buddy Clatt saying that as well. Like, yeah. I mean, right now, does anybody want to play Oregon? <laughs> Would you want to play Oregon either up in Eugene or even have them travel to your place after the butt kicking that they put on Utah? We talked about that. And you thought maybe we'd see a little bit of bad Bo Nix. Didn't have to because nope. they so physically, just physically dominated the line of scrimmage against a proud line of scrimmage team in Utah. So, yeah, they are absolutely red hot. But this will come down. These feel like NFL games, Lance. You know, I will have either – SC and Oregon or Utah Washington the following week based on the winning teams in them in the matchups this week but in the conference down the stretch all of these games have the feel to me of an NFL game when Washington goes to Oregon State when Washington goes to SC when Utah goes to Washington right when those teams just it's going to be a possession it's going to be a couple huge plays it's going to be you know some pro styles where it feels like gosh this this feels like a high-level talent, so much on the line. Any play, any drive, any possession could be the difference, as it was in the first Oregon-Washington matchup with a couple decisions by Dan Lanning that he's kicking himself about. It's going to be must-see TV on the West Coast here in November. He is Fox's Brock Hewitt. It's Unlock Disrupt the Media. Like and subscribe. It's brought to you by Lance'sLock.com. 3-0 last night, 2-0 in action, 1-0 in the World Series. We've been riding the Rangers a little bit here. We do have a side tonight, game five of the World Series. I know you're a big baseball guy. Mm -hmm. But talking about these, all this NFL talent and these huge matchups where one big play can decide it, I'll be heading to my third game of the year, which is unprecedented. I haven't been to three wow. games of the season in like six, seven, eight years. Is your girlfriend years. okay with this? Uh, she's loving it. I got, I got 10 Cali girls coming out to stay with me uh, this weekend. Got an RV we're taking to Tuscaloosa. Nice. Shout out to Johnston RV. But, uh, nice. yeah, they've never, they've never been to a, a SEC game, her friends. Oh, so cool. they're all coming in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so looking forward to that. But this atmosphere, I can't even prepare them for it because there is something different when LSU rolls into Tuscaloosa and vice versa. When yeah. Alabama rolls into Baton Rouge, this atmosphere is going to be incredible. And this is an elimination game because I still believe, and people laugh at me, that mm -hmm. LSU is hanging on by a thread. If they were able to win in Tuscaloosa, 
and beat an undefeated Georgia dependent upon what happens in front of them. Yeah. They could find themselves as the first ever two loss team in a college football playoff. Yeah. On the other side, Alabama loses this game. They're done. But if they win this game, they're going to be favored again in all the games remaining, and they'll have a one-shot one, one situation against Georgia to get him. This is a massive game in Tuscaloosa. It's a playoff game. I mean, the playoff rankings came out last night. This is you, – you labeled that exactly right. I mean, this is a, this is a playoff game. Jaden, I'm just looking at the numbers offensively, Lance. I don't know if you've looked at their yards per play, this being LSU. Great. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it is. It is absurd. He is he is doing what I think a lot of us wondered. Okay, can he take this next step his final year? and and he's having to do more. I mean, if Caleb has bad defense at SC, which he does, what does he? What does Jaden have at LSU? I mean, my goodness gracious! So, whatever that over is, and I know that's dangerous in 61. rivalry games and matchups. What is it? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. That it's feels... got to go over because here's the way I see this, and I don't know. Today's offenses beat today's really good defenses, and as good as this Alabama defense is, this LSU offense is probably a little bit better. Yes. And you've got the best player on the field is Jaden Daniels. And this is a guy, if he can stay healthy, and I don't know how he does, and I want to circle back to that because you played the yes. position, you took these hits. This dude just throws his body out yes. there. Yes. Um, and he's I, lean. And he's so I, lean. Oh, I, I thought he was 180 pounds coming out at Arizona State when, when yep. he first started taking a snap for Herman, the guys there. And he's put on like 30 pounds, but it doesn't look like it. No, He's still got some of the skinniest arms I've ever seen. He does. But he's got kind of that Marcus Allen ability, right? They always said that about Marcus Allen, who's a bigger back. And they always said he never took a clean shot. I mean, you just never saw him totally get annihilated. I mean, he was – is, is that an awareness thing? It just, is. Absolutely is. It's, it's, you know, just like the other side. You watch – when I watch Devin Witherspoon at, at, with the Seahawks, like, how do you do that at 183 pounds? How do you deliver – like a like an Ivan Drago pounds per square inch that just destroys people, and it's because in did that. Did you ever last go as, as him? It's Halloween week. Did you ever go as Drago? You would have been a good Drago. I did. Yeah, I, oh, I took home I every every award on the mankind. Yeah, pretty much dominated that. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Um. So yes, not only hey, Drago looks rough by the way in the uh the Philly mic yeah. or whatever the uh yeah. the the Philly commercial is it's been a tough go for him down the street ever since he lost wife left him it's, it's just been a brutal deal but um it did end the cold war so that was the positive thing that's uh, true yeah. rocky four in that moment of truth devin witherspoon in that last little moment of truth somehow whether the dip of the hip if you just measure the explosive fiber that he has to deliver that blow and Jaden's on the other side of that in that moment of truth he has that just slight ability to just duck to move body control that awareness to get out of all of harm's way he still takes some shots it takes a lot of hits that in his frame you're like how do you keep getting up but i think there is a little something to that at that little moment of truth like marcus allen and the great ones do find a way to protect themselves to be available because his availability has been one of his best abilities with that frame over the course of his career you know, I was one of the idiots that said, and again, I still think they get back in this. Back at SEC Media Days, I, I said, I got a feeling year two, Brian Kelly, Jaden Daniels coming back. This is a team that can win a national championship. So I picked them to win the national championship. My fear was, I said, looking at this team last year, they were good and they closed really well, but he cannot lead them in rushing again and then be mm -hmm. successful. Now, Logan Diggs has been a really good back, but Jaden Daniels, in order for them to have this success offensively, he's still got to have these explosive runs. He does. He does. And he's, he's one of the best at it. 
He is. And some of that is just the spacing they play. If you would have told me 10, 15 years ago, Lance, that Mike Denbrock would have been an innovative guy. He would have been on the front end of it. He would have built these amazing offenses where he's been at Notre Dame and LSU. I've been like, uh, Mike Denbrock, kind of an old old line guy. Like I, most of those old line guys, they kind of get stuck in their world. But the great ones, the ones that do stretch out a little bit, and he has done this in his career, they understand line play, and then they understand the other component. And I think Brian and him have been a terrific mesh with Brian Kelly's background and his spread. And, yeah, man, they got it going. So they spread it out. They create space for him. I think that 61, that that feels, like you said, that feels like an over. Whether one team gets ahead and the other's going to climb back and LSU can't stop really anybody. So Mil Milrow and crew are going to run around and he's going to make some plays and score some points. So going to be fun for your uh, band of how many from Cali are coming to watch us? I've got 10. There's going to be 13 total, but it's, it's 10 from Cali. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. That's not the ambulance, though, right? That's a, that's an RV. RV. Okay. Which I've I've got a driver and everything. I ain't dealing with it. Don't oh, have to drive an RV. I've no, done that. Have you ever done it? You ever I've never done it. It I seems have. like it'd be tough. Is it not tough? Uh, it was pretty tough. I drove it from Seattle to Whitefish, Montana. I got on a road, Highway 2, through Libby that was terrifying. <laughs> it had no shoulder. It was a 40-footer, like a type whatever that is, A, it I believe. It seems like it would kind of float, just riding in the back it, of one. Yes, it does. Yeah. And uh, there was some white knuckling. Our, our little infant Haley was like, I don't know, 10 months old. She's buckled up in her car seat on the couch. Like, oh, yeah, make sure you stay on the road and, and did it like in the wintertime. Probably that one of those things you look back like that was really dumb. But when you're 23 or 24 and you don't really know any different, you just kind of do some of those things every yeah, once in a while. See, I'm, I'm old enough to, to know the difference yeah, now, but I'm still going to push the button and we're going to do it. It's Unlocked Fox's Brock Hewitt. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. It is on Disrupt the Media. Like and subscribe. It is brought to you by my bookie. Uh, winning season is here. You got everything. You got NBA action, Major League Baseball with the World Series still going on, college football all during the week, the NFL. Go to mybookie.ag, put in that promo code next round. They're going to hook you up at checkout. How are you doing, by the way? How are we, how are we doing on the season? Where are we? Where are uh, we it, it, was, it was good the yes. last 10 days. Now, last night was 3-0. and Okay. But we, we've had this past Sunday. So last Sunday, we were 3-0. and This past Sunday, we were 1-3. and Okay. And I wanted to play your Seahawks. It came down to uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba late mm. touchdown. I thought when you guys were up 14 nothing, that game was over. I ended up yes. staying away from the game, yep. played my Rams. They were absolutely awful. Yep. Um, so it's been it's been hit or miss. But again, okay. nine years we've been doing this. Eight years we've had winning years. Kind of on the fence right now, but we still have a lot of runway in front of us. Atta boy. Yeah, I saw the Bear, actually, the big noon kickoff. We were the big noon kickoff game, and Joel and Gus bounced over to Salt Lake City. So it's kind of fun to see all the guys, to see Brady and the Bear and all of them. And I was chatting with the Bear and chatting about Stanford Steve, and it's hard, man. College football oh. this year is – I mean, this would be a year, and I think it'll be the same next year. I don't think all of a sudden it's going to just change. We're going to have a couple just giants – I think with the transfer portal, I think with NIL, I think with the movement of coaches, I think with all of these factors, getting to 12 playoff teams is going to be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, and, and back if, back to your point on the handicapping. So I had two games this past Saturday that completely would have flipped everything around. My biggest play this past weekend was Ole Miss, and they hit. Yep. And they were 26 nothing at halftime and then 7-7 Vanderbilt second half. And it's one of those I thought Lane Kiffin, especially with – college football playoff rankings coming up that he would put the pedal down. Yeah. But my two losses that were really big, Miami, I cannot figure that team out. And I thought nope. Virginia coming off this huge win, they would come back to earth. And I thought Miami would completely dominate. They end up winning the game in overtime. They double them up in yards. Yep. And then the same with UCLA. 
I had UCLA against Colorado. I thought it was going to be an easy win. And UCLA doubles them up in yards, but they turn it over three times yeah. and end up getting a late backdoor touchdown from Shadur Sanders. And that was the difference in the cover. So you're right. I mean, these things come down to it. It's so frustrating. People get so pissed. People, you know, call for me to pay them back their money they lost. Oh, they throw controllers at the TV. They just they get so mad, so frustrated. I used to be that guy. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> I try to tell people it's an educational PSA here for everybody out there. Wager to have fun, to have a little more enjoyment. You don't wager to make money. If you're trying to do this as a job, then you've got a problem. Yeah. If you are risking your mortgage and you're risking your marriage and personal relationships, and I've been there, man. I have sat there all day on a Sunday and grinded out and not paid attention to anybody in my life except for that TV yeah. and my bookmaker. And I don't want anybody to be in that situation. It's yeah. not a good situation to be in. But if you, whatever you're comfortable with, some people are comfortable losing $1,000. If you're comfortable losing $100, Put it on a game, have fun with it, but don't make that consume your entire weekend. That's all yeah. I'll say. Yeah, I think that's all very well said. In college football, it's just crazy. I mean, UCLA goes to Garbers, and what are they doing offensively, and what does this all look like? And and I think there are some coaches, Lance, over my career that do have an understanding of where the line is. You know, one thing that is pretty fascinating is you see a lot of these coaches, and Utah is probably the most prominent. Kyle's Whittingham has always done this. His analytics guy stands right by him. And they got that binder. And I know we're all in the science dealing. We think everyone, every one of these binders is now science dealing. It's not. There's a majority of the programs, certainly a majority of the Power 5 programs, all utilize the same service. It puts together this book over the course of the week. And I remember asking Kyle, like, does that book take account for the line? Absolutely. A lot of it is centered first and foremost on that. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so they do look at what Vegas is doing because they know the guys in Vegas and all the different algorithms and all the different connection points and everything. So, yeah, that is factored into some of their decision making that week. If we're a 14 point underdog or we're a 20 point favorite or, you know, so that that line, it's in uh, that analytics and the decisions. And then I said, well, hold on a second. Does it also over the course of the game adapt and how does it know if there's injuries? Well, some, some of the injuries, some of those things are difficult, but it does adapt and it does go to the game flow and it does have an, enough wiggle room and nimble enough in those decision-making to go, no, if you're up here, you know, if you're ahead here or you're at this field position here, the numbers tell you to punt, the numbers tell you to go for it. So it is, um, I've not yet fully gotten to take a full look and flip through all the pages of that binder, but eventually I will. But that line in Vegas does play a role in those decision-making hey, processes. Hey, once you do share some, just take some snapshots. Here <laughs> there. Things I don't agree with. I don't agree with search firms to find your next head coach. I think, I think you and I are good enough at sitting down and saying, hey, this guy would be a good fit here and mm -hmm. figuring it out, especially for guys that are making now seven figures as an athletic director. I also don't agree with the analytics all of the time. I think mm -hmm. there are certain times, but you've got to have a gut feel. You're making millions and millions of dollars. Yep. Last night I was watching Maction, and it was Toledo and Buffalo. And Toledo had a fourth and two on the 50, and it's snowing. And they're like, the analytics say go, and it looks like Toledo's going to go. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And they mm -hmm. went, and they didn't get it, which they ended up covering anyway, went to the game. But I just think there's certain things. Like, you got to – Weather's got to be an account, right? I oh, mean, it is. Yeah, it is. And, and again, this, these, from what I understand, these, these binders and these decisions and all every scenario you can imagine 
does factor in. If you've got a kicker that is hurt, if you've got bad inclement weather that you're playing in, if you are the heavy favorite, if you are the heavy underdog, supposedly it has all the numbers and all the background and all the data. My, my thing is, golly, how much different is this data going to be 10 years from now? When we're seeing Dan Landing make these decisions and not go for it. I had a game last year, Kansas yeah, State. Yeah, people are going to punt. I don't know if you've seen this. So I think it was 30% of, of coaches went for it in like 2007. And it's up to like 60%. It's almost like doubled. Correct. So now when we have all these data points, and it was Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. They had lost to Tulane the week before. We're playing Oklahoma. Had a huge win. Martinez, the game of his life, if you remember one that one down at Oklahoma last year. But we were sitting with him. He's like, yeah, guess what? The analytics guys, home run. I mean, I crushed it. I got every one of their decisions right, and we got our butt kicked. You know, like so. It, it's great you make all of these decisions, but you know, five years from now, we'll have a lot more data points. We'll have a lot more of these decisions, a lot more of these go for it, a lot more of the Dan Landing aggressiveness, a lot more. Where ten years ago you didn't have that, so it will be fun to see that kind of mold and morph and, and play and and what this will look like two, three, five years from now. Uh, let me circle back. Final point on Alabama LSU this weekend. Big seven o'clock kick. Um, coming into the season, I am shocked that LSU's defense is where they are. Yeah. I am also shocked. Jalen Monroe hasn't been bad. Jace McClellan's been good. You know, Isaiah Bond, uh, Jermaine Burton. I mean, they've got some players on that offense, but from where they were just two years ago when Bryce Young was winning a Heisman Trophy and where they were in 2020 with Mac Jones and where they were in 19 with Tua to where the offense is now, I am absolutely shocked. With all that said, LSU bad defense, Alabama average offense. Who wins this game Saturday night? Oh, it's it's tough for me to bet against T-Town. It just is. And knowing that you're going to be there in an RV, I'm for sure not going to do that. So, hey, hard. they're only minus three. I mean, when can I know. you only lay three at home? Exactly. Exactly. So I, I'm just going to have a hard time picking against those factors. And okay. and I would say, though, to maybe some of the offensive struggles is how for how many years have we said eventually this is going to catch up to you? I mean, eventually you can't have a different coordinator. You can't have a different voice. You can't have a different – they're trying to piecemeal. They're trying to keep some of the language. They're trying to – you know, and when Sark – it kind of struck me as you were talking, I was reminded of sitting with Sarkees in week one and, you know, talking about Quinn Ewers and Malik Murphy and this Manning kid that's – how are you going to possibly manage it? And he was like, what do you mean? I mean, look at what I did at SC. <laughs> and look at what I did at Alabama. And look at Alabama where Mac Jones was there for three years. He's kind of waiting his turn and he's watching Tua and he's watching – like just the – I don't know, man, just the depth of artillery in that room and just the intellectual knowledge that, you know, it's passing down and and having just some continuity, at least in the room of some of the players and personnel versus in and out, coordinator in and out. Eventually, you just knew it was not totally sustainable. So not terribly surprised because I think a lot of us have been waiting kind of for this shoe to drop, knowing that the best offenses are typically those that have the most time on task. It is Unlocked with Fox's Brock Seward. Uh, We do it every single week here on Disrupt the Media. Like and subscribe. It's brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, where his little man got to take the peach fuzz off the top lip. Uh, the handyman, go to manscaped.com, put in that promo code UNLOCK. They're going to hook you up, whether it's uh, the wife wants you to get that undercarriage for date night or you just want to take care of the 13- or 14-year-old in the house. Versatility. <laughs> Five-tool player is our man. Got to win, win in all sorts of different ways, Lance. Okay, talk to me. Seattle, okay. Baltimore. Before well, the year. No, no. Before oh, okay. we get to that, for real okay. quick, first college football playoff, and, yes. and I'll do this, and then we'll quick quickly hit the NFL, and then I'll, I'll let you roll. But first college football playoff rankings, Michigan is still your favorite in Vegas, but they came out number three. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's some kind of bias, if it's just 
you know, based on the the cheat gate, based on um, the fact they hadn't played anybody. I got no problem with it because, you know, this works its way out anyway. Correct. The thing I would ask you, uh, we live 2010 with Auburn and Cam Newton. And mm. one of the things that I hate, like in the offseason, I don't mind a little scandal to give us something to talk about, give us a little juice. Yep. During the season, I want it to be about on the field. And I can't imagine what sports talk in Detroit and Ann Arbor and all over that state are going through right now because that is – it's just – it's boring to me. I know yep. there's a new wrinkle that comes out left and right. But in 2010, Gene Chizik, say what you want about Chiz, he did a good job of balancing that, keeping people focused on task at hand, and yep. they ultimately win a national championship. I've got a feeling Michigan's going to do the exact same thing. Agreed. Agreed. You're the two-time defending champ, and, and people can diminish it and have all of these videos and films and thoughts, and we've talked about it, and it, you're right. It, to me, gets to be a tiring topic fairly quickly. But what doesn't is the psychology. And you know exactly the way it's going to be played in Ann Arbor. You know exactly how Jim is going to handle this, same way he has for the majority of his career, whether it was real or unrealistic. And that is, yep, everybody counts us out. Yep, everybody doesn't believe in us. Yep, you know we're, we, we got this big old chip on our shoulder, and now it's going to turn into a boulder, and it's us against the world, man. We are in this bunker together. And it can galvanize a locker room, as you said, Gene Chizik did in 2010. So, yeah, I don't think it – I don't think it's a distraction. I don't think it will be any issue. I don't think all of a sudden they've been found out and now they can't play defense or offense anymore because they don't have the signals. I don't think any of that nonsense. I think now they will be just an even more cohesive group that is a very dominant team whose defensive numbers are off the charts, will be pushed a little bit when Penn State comes, and certainly Ohio State is their rival and got lots of speed and dynamic dudes outside. But, uh, yeah, to me, this is a circle of the wagons more than anything else. Okay, to the NFL, um, I'm that type of fan. Even if my team is getting their dicks kicked, I'm going to stay with it the whole time. Matt Stafford leaves with a bad thumb. I sit there and watch Brett Rippon struggle, and they end up getting run off the field. It was really a 16-and-a-half-minute, you know, yep. where he picked six, block punt, just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. But after that, I get in the car, and I just put it on Sunday drive, and I'm listening and bouncing around. And I finally get back to Birmingham in time to get in for the fourth quarter and those Seahawks uniforms. They are just – they're a thing of beauty. You put the helmet on last week. Yes. They end up winning. Yes. I know you've got some juice in that organization. Why can't you call Pete and John and the guys and say, hey, look, let's all – let's be realistic about this. Um, this is common sense. Let's just go back to the old school uniform. Yeah, I think the league and Nike and others probably have a say in that. I don't know exactly all of the people at the table that uh, go into making a decision, but they were – Oh my gosh, they look good. They do just, your kids get pumped about that too? Uh, they, yeah, yes and no. My girls probably a little bit more. You know, Titus doesn't know that much. He didn't watch that era. He didn't see the, them in those uniforms in the '90s and in the '80s and everything else. But it was awesome. And then they make a move, man. And and it was a fun trade deadline yesterday. You saw some big names move and. And again, things are, are shaking and shifting a little bit. Like you're starting to see these NFL teams. I wish Lance, they push that trade deadline two more weeks later. I think it'd be more active. I think you'd have more teams that knew, okay, we're in. Yeah, we're out. We've got to just go this route. I think that that would en enhance it that much more. But yeah, because as a Rams fan, you know, we're, we're sitting there at three and five. Right. But I still think we got an outside shot. But if we lose to Green Bay this week, then I'm kind of like, okay, yes. you go out and you make some moves. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, Baseball and season does it 100 games in. I know it's kind of late July, but by that time, it's two-thirds of the way through. Just, you know, at least get beyond the halfway point in this NFL. Yeah, guys, like, 
Devontae Adams can Correct. finally go out Correct. and have a place to play where Correct. he actually is playing meaningful football. I love what you guys did with Dexter Lawrence, though. Leonard Williams, close. Leonard Williams, yeah, yes. sorry. Yeah, I think I would prefer Dexter, a little bit younger, but yes. Yeah. Uh, same kind of war daddy right in the middle, man. Could play every position on that defensive line. Fight on guy, too. Yep, yep. West Coast dude, and certainly Pete's got his background with him and, and knows that makeup, and he's a captain there in New York, and it's going to be good. This will be a fun one, man. The Ravens, you and I both liked the Ravens before the year began. You and I both felt like, you know, this is with, with Munkin up there now, with Lamar, may take a little bit of time, but that dude knows ball. Harbaugh's got a culture. These are two of the great cultures in the NFL, in Pete Carroll's culture with 14 years there, and, and Harbaugh, I think the same, maybe even longer in Baltimore. So you know how this game's going to go, man. It is going to be just a bloody, violent affair at the line of scrimmage. And then who makes, again, that play, that possession, that game-changing moment in the fourth quarter. Baltimore did it a few years back in Seattle. Sure hoping my Seahawks can do it Sunday in Baltimore. Okay, your comeback player of the year last year, your quarterback, Geno Smith. I said I wanted to see it again. I've watched a ton of Seattle this year. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Geno is a solid guy solid. that has – he he's got such a, a, a good football acumen that he is just – you know, he's not going to put up numbers like he did at West Virginia under Dana Holgerson. Right. But I think he is just going to be a really good, solid quarterback. When you start to look at the weapons around this team, you know, a healthy Kenneth Walker, obviously if Lockett can stay healthy, DK, yep. and now Jackson Smith and Jigba, are you more concerned with the offensive line or Geno Smith? Because I hear people still question Geno. Well, you got to throw Charbonnet in with Walker. That dude yep. has been a beast. You got to throw three tight ends. I think the th best three overall tight ends in the league. Jackson's playing fast. The game-winning touchdown, that showed the quickness that I was waiting for. Like, come on, man. I know that your short shuttle at the combine was the fastest in six years. I need to see some of this change of direction. I need to see some of that. So all of that was awesome. The thing that's funny, Lance, about the O-line is they're, when it's all said and done, they're going to be really good. <laughs> They have, I have never seen an NFL team with 10 O linemen. And they legitimately now have 10 O linemen. They've got four guards that have started. They got four tackles with Jason Peters now, lost 20 pounds. Pete said to us on Monday, he came in, he played that fourth quarter at the end of the game. You have two centers that have started. I've never seen that. You know, usually like you get to seven and you're like, oh gosh, eight, you're picking some dude off the streets. Not there, man. So in the long haul, they're going to be better continuity got to gel together i think they've had in seven games five or six different o-lines so eventually they'll settle with the best of them and when they do all of that experience all of that health all of that depth will be really really key down the road yeah i love your passion though because a lot of guys that played at your level aren't necessarily the biggest fans like i always point Lance, they're not tied to ratings okay let's be very clear okay i get that but i <laughs> so. also get the feeling behind the scenes like my buddy Roman Harper, who we've talked yes. about before, and I brought up NIL with him, and I love seeing him at Alabama football games or, yeah, when he's got a bye week or an Alabama basketball game wear, wearing a Letterman's jacket. I told him, I was like, there's no way today's athlete, they're not going to have the loyalty towards a program like you. Mm -hmm. But he feels the same way for his Saints and Panthers. And I yep. just – I imagine you – Growing up a Seahawks fan, yes. That, I mean, do you get a little vocal oh, watching the game? Yes, absolutely. I love that. Love yes. it. Yeah, no. I mean, we were. My dad was was a high school coach and a Hall of Fame high school coach in Washington, and it was three boys, right? Damon, who cost you a television, and me, and my little brother Luke, <laughs> and and Luke's got all of my dad's coaching, and he's coaching. He's bounced all over the country coaching at SC now as a receiver, inside receivers coach there. But 
Yeah, I mean, that's what we grew up doing. We grew up watching the Seahawks. We grew up watching their run in the early 80s with, with Ground Chuck and, and Kurt Warner, the running back, and Steve yeah. Hargen and all these dudes and making Easley. the playoffs. Oh, Kenny Easley and Joe Nash and Jacob Green and Jeff Bryant. Don't get me started. Fred Young, I'll <laughs> rattle them all off. And Dave Brown, so many of them. So hey, that was a was, kingdom that loud. It was that loud. Yeah, it was it was insane. It was all concrete and it just the sound just came and the ground was also concrete with okay, just a little, so, little so bit of carpet. What was louder? A full out Raiders um Seahawks mm. game back in the day meaningful, or when the Mariners were on that run in the early nineties. Yeah, I would say the football. I'd still say the football, but but the hundred and thirty decibels in Husky Stadium. I think if you go and look, I want to say Husky Stadium still surpassed the decibel level. So that sound in Husky Stadium went right up to that Ken Lievert stands and came right back down. So, no, man, it's still emotional, still passionate about it. We are the flagship, our radio show. We are tied really closely to the Seahawks. And, and when they do really well, we do really well. So there's a little bit even extra, uh, extra bonus and motivation there to maybe show some emotion every once in a while. Uh, it's unlike we do it every week. It is brought to you by our friends at Lance's Lock. Lance'sLock.com, free winner every single day. Jump on board. All leagues coming together as we roll into November. Jump on board, coming off 3-0. Oh, we will win for you at Lance'sLock.com. Before you roll, you're going to College Park, 230 Fox, Maryland, hosting Penn State. Talia is yeah. an interesting quarterback that a lot of people said, uh, you know, Auburn wanted him in the portal. I don't know how much legitimacy is there. Watching him, he's really good against average teams, and he seems to be really bad at times against yeah. really good teams. And I think that works out for a lot of, you know, average to good quarterbacks. I guess Penn State's a really good team. Their defense is, and what it is, Lance, is there's still six or seven plays. Is a guy that's played for four years, and he would just if I was QB coach, man, I, I would just be like, oh, please, come on, you, you know, there's six or seven plays that. Whether it's a brain fart, whether he doesn't see it because of his size, whether it is just trying to be overly aggressive or impulsive, that just hurts you. They just come back and there's an interception and there's a near interception and there's a fumble. And there, you know, there's just those plays. I want to say he's got the third or fourth most giveaways the last three years in college football. I mean, he just makes those plays, he makes enough of them to keep you in it. And you're like, yeah. And you can compete. And they started this year 5-0. and And it's not all on him as to why they've lost their last three. It's still a team game. But with four years of experience, there's a half dozen plays a game where, man, you have to have that same focus, that same intentionality. And you can't take a break. And you can't say, wow, I was just trying to make a play. That ain't good enough anymore. Not with that kind of experience. And they're going to need him to eliminate those against a salty Penn State defense. Manny Diaz is a head coach, maybe too emotional. You know, maybe CEO of everything, not the best, is a D coordinator. That guy can scheme it up. That guy can coach it up. And he's got a lot of dudes. And their numbers, I got my little board in front of me here, Lance. I mean, I know it's the Big Ten. It's kind of like Michigan as well, right? Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. You look at all of their metrics defensively, but I've never seen this. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, I can uh, see it. Yeah, look at that. Oh my those, God. Are all, those are rattling all top five to top ten defensive metrics. I have never. Third down, sacks, red zone. Uh, passing offense, pass, passing efficiency, rushing offense, rush yards, everything, everything, almost every single metric you're looking at defensively, they're in the top 10, if not top five, if not number one in the country. So they're pretty good on that side of the ball too. Don't ever doubt the knowledge of a dude doing color on a football broadcast. I mean, you look at the numbers, you got to break down. Yeah. Uh, okay. Better Maryland entertainment product, wedding crashers or the wire? 
That football scene of wedding crashers. Football and crab cakes. Yes. Uh, I am a Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I'm a I, for me, just my personality. Hey, that, that was old school Bradley Cooper before oh we knew he was going to do anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's just – The Wire was great, too. And people that are into yeah. the, that kind of drama, unbelievable acting and character development, all of it. But just for me and my personality, I lean a little bit more on the, on yeah. the Wedding Crashers. Yeah, I would lean The Wire, but Rachel McAdams in Wedding Crashers, that was her Heisman year, in my opinion. There we go. Good. Okay. Safe enjoy, your, enjoy your RV. Be safe. Yeah. Be well. I will. And hopefully I'll have that wine on the RV right when I get it. I will let you know. Please. Tell, tell Damon I can't wait. I mean, I'm 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 just I'm 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 on the edge tell of my UPS seat. to get it done. All right. They need to deliver. They need to. Hey, this is unlocked. Uh disrupt the media. Like and subscribe. That is Fox's Barack Hewitt. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. Have a great week. We will see you next week right here on Unlocked.